Welcome to an emergency edition of the Mini Break Podcast, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. And folks, we have a storyline emerging today. Given the concerns about the coronavirus, it was only a matter of time before it affected some of the tennis we see throughout the globe. And folks, breaking development, the 2020 Indian Wells BNP Paribas Open canceled due to coronavirus concerns. I want to read the message from Indian Wells. The tournament sending out the readout first tweeted out by my friend Ben Rothenberg. The Riverside County Public Health Department has declared a public health emergency for the Coachella Valley after a confirmed case of coronavirus locally. As a result, the 2020 BNP Paribas Open will not take place at this time due to concerns surrounding the coronavirus and the safety of the participants and attendees at the event. This is following the guidance of medical professionals, the Centers for Disease Control, and State of California from Dr. David Agus, professor of medicine and biomedical engineering at USC. He says there's too great a risk at this time to the public health of Riverside County area in holding a large gathering of this size. It is not in the public interest of fans, players, and neighboring areas for this tournament to proceed. We all have to join together to protect the community from the coronavirus outbreak. We And from uh, Martin Masillo, the executive vice president and chief operating officer of Eisenhower Health, we appreciate the proactive stance tournament organizers are taking to ensure public health and safety. And, you know, the reaction on tennis Twitter has been immense. Things blowing up. Many of these players already at Indian Wells on site. They've been training there all week long. We saw the Indian Wells Challenger go on this week also. Uh, But a lot of these players found out on Twitter with Ben Rothenberg's announcement and, you know, the implications of this cancellation. First of all, you know, again, the news is still coming out, so we don't have the complete picture, but it's hard to imagine that this isn't going to spread to other events. And Indian Wells Tournament Director Tommy House came out and gave the following statement, and I'm getting this statement from Michael Gallo at Galoots. We are very disappointed that the tournament will not take place, but the health and safety of the local community, fans, players, volunteers, sponsors, employees, vendors, and everyone involved with the event is of paramount importance. He also said we are prepared to hold the tournament on another date and will explore options. And to be honest, I'm shocked. I I mean, there were always concerns. We had talked about it. In fact, there's a Great Shot podcast that comes out today that I recorded last week with Tumani Cariel where we talked about, hey, you know, given the spreading of this virus, do you think, I asked him, does he think events will be influenced in tennis? The obvious thing, given that in Italy over the past month, they've played sporting events without fans. We saw in Davis Cup this weekend various measures employed, and Indian Wells was preparing to employ many of those measures as well in this upcoming event. Things such as you know no uh, no ball boy handling the towel, players were handling their own stuff. We saw handshakes get adjusted from players. All of these different things, um, you know. Again, I think in Japan they played the matches without spectators. 
but it is shocking to hear that Indian Wells often referred to affectionately as the fifth major of the season. So many players speak so affectionately about Indian Wells. I know I personally was getting ready to travel there for the first time in my uh, tennis, I guess, journalist career to get to go out there. And, you know, now the event's not happening. And, you know, so many people have tweeted out different things, you know, for the players. It's what what about the prize money? What about the points? What about, you know, all these different things? And, you know, from another perspective, I think it was Brett Haber who said, hey, is anyone looking for a hotel or a rental car asking on behalf of 1,500 people? And he's absolutely right. And, you know, in America, we've already seen major events around the, the country, such as South by, uh, Stop by Southwest, which is a big festival in Texas, as well as the Ultra Music Festival in Miami, both canceled. But this is the first sporting event that is full-on canceled in this country as a result of this coronavirus. And look, I am not a medical professional, so I won't even try to begin to speculate about the concerns and you know all those sorts of things. Where is this a necessary thing from a medical perspective? That's just not my area of expertise, but... I I do appreciate that they're being cautious. You know, it's a global sport. Tennis is a 52, uh, 50 week, whatever you want to say, 48, however many weeks they want to play. It's a long season. And, you know, this one event, a master's level event for the men, premier mandatory for the women, obviously one of the premier uh, events on the tennis schedule. But there's more to life than just playing a tennis tournament, you know, and just making sure that it happens. So obviously I am in favor of them taking the necessary precautions if they deemed it necessary. But it's absolutely shocking. And you know, you look at the long-term implications for uh, professional tennis. They're canceling this event in Indian Wells. Obviously, that is in California. But, you know, next week's the Miami Open, and one has to wonder, what are they going to do with that sort of thing? Oh, with that event, are they going to have to cancel that as well? Certainly, uh, there's a Masters event in Rome in the future once we get to that clay portion of the year. Is that event going to go on and just where, how are we going to see the trickle down effect from this decision that not only affects us as fans, but so many of these players, you talk about guys, I mentioned it on uh, the past couple of mini breaks, guys like Brandon Nakashima, Mitchell Kruger, who earned wild cards, guys outside the top 50 who had a chance to play a Masters event that they don't get that often, the prize money that comes from that, the point opportunities that come from that, all of those different tennis implications. But now the event is canceled, and as I've mentioned, on tennis Twitter, you see so many of these players reacting in interesting ways, asking questions, saying, hey, well, you know, why weren't we looped in on this decision, and we find out so late, and, you know, what is going to happen to the points, and a lot of them are saying, well, now that I have a free night, I'm going to drink for sure, you know, they're all going out in Indian Wells since they're all there. Uh, But it is certainly a jarring decision. You know, qualifying was slated to start tomorrow, and obviously that's not going to happen. So this is really uh, one of the biggest sporting events to be canceled by this coronavirus already. And you have to wonder, you know, the implications moving forward again. What are we going to see from tennis? And this is one of those things where they don't have a players' union, so it's not a collective bargaining. It's not a collective bargaining. I suppose might not be the wrong might be the wrong word, but they're not you know consulting with one another. It's not the whole body of players coming together and saying, "Hey, we're concerned. We don't want to play this. We're concerned about our health." But you have to wonder, you know, when something like this happens with all the far-reaching implications, what are going to be the fall? What is going to be the fallout? From a decision like this, and you know, again, 
just to reiterate, if, if this was made for health concerns, if we, there was any sort of concern about player safety, fan safety, organizer safety, volunteer safety, all of these different things, you completely understand why they made this decision. But, you know, Tommy Haas said they're going to explore holding the tournament on a different date. I just talked about it. Tennis is a full-year sport, so where are they going to find the space on the calendar to do that? And, you know, for those players who made the trip, is the tournament going to cover their expenses? Is the tournament going to, you know, give out some prize money? Just what's going to happen? We really don't know. And all of these, the confusion and the uncertainty certainly adds to... uh, just the impact of this decision and it's fascinating and again I do want to credit Ben Rothenberg for breaking the news first and he's got his story already out on the new, in the New York Times I'm sure it will be an evolving story it's rare that you see tennis leading pages such as ESPN or you know the New York Times or anywhere but given the far-reaching implications, given that Indian Wells is, you know, the first event to really be canceled, and they've talked about it. You saw this weekend the NBA sending out a message to all of their teams saying, hey, be prepared to play games with only essential personnel in the stadium. We've heard them speculate about March Madness, the upcoming NCAA basketball tournament. Maybe those games aren't going to be played in front of fans. From a tennis perspective, we've seen a lot of teams. The first that comes to my mind, Harvard men's tennis, they canceled their their spring break trip and a lot of these teams have been canceling their trips around the country because they just no one wants to travel there's a lot of concern a lot of confusion and you know it it's shocking i mean that's really the word that i keep coming back to it's shocking and it's it's scary it really is scary because you know you you wonder how is this going to affect the season moving forward what other events as i mentioned are going to get canceled and what's the fallout from this decision going to be so Really, really, you know, breaking news. Obviously, it is an impactful moment. This is one of those decisions we will certainly be talking about. Not just, you know, it won't just be talked about from a tennis perspective, but from a global perspective. This is a, you know, a, a monumental decision, and it could have trickle down effects moving forward. So that's the breaking story. We are try- going to try to get a more well informed guest moving forward. There are calls out. I don't want to guarantee anyone in specific, but hopefully, you know, this is not a one day story. I had certainly, we were prepared to talk about Indian Wells all week this week. Jamie McDonald and I, I think I say on the back half of that, Tumani. Carriel or on the outro for that Tumani Carriel podcast. Jamie and I were planning our Great Shot podcast, Indian Wells Preview. We had our three men, three women who we were going to be watching most closely broken down, and obviously now that's not going to happen. And someone I think said it on tennis Twitter as well. The most valuable thing is you know, all those people who signed up to play the Phoenix Challenger who are now going to have that opportunity to still get an event in after this one has been canceled. You know, that turns out to be a great decision by them, but it's shocking, folks. I mean, I I don't know what else to tell you. Again, uh, it was one of those rare times I wanted to, you know, I felt the need I had to swear. I just, I didn't know what else to say. It's it's one of those holy moments, uh, certainly. So just something to, I just wanted to get this out to you guys, give you all an update. Certainly, I'm sure many of you fans have just as many questions as we do here at Cracked Rackets. And again, 
This will be an evolving story, certainly something we continue to talk about for the rest of the week. But with that in mind, a shout out to the super producer, Daniel Westoff, who I kept awake here late on a Sunday night to edit this podcast so that we could get it out to you fans immediately. Uh, also, you know, in terms of moving forward, again, I, I have to give a shout out. These podcasts made possible by our friends at Diadem Sports. So, you know, thank you to them. But yeah, it. it it's scary, folks, certainly, and it's something we will be talking about uh, for uh, the foreseeable future. So with that in mind, uh, for and again, we will be revisiting it later on, I'm sure, this week, but for super producers, Max Fleeger, Daniel Westoff, from our friends at Diadem Sports and Aerobar, and from all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say, that's the break. And by the way, I just want to throw this in real quick, usually end there, but uh, we will still have another podcast on top of this recapping Sunday's finals. Uh, There were some great matches from around the globe, and there's still tennis being played. So, you know, we still have results to talk about. This isn't changing our schedule. Expect mini breaks still each and every day throughout the week, but certainly this will be a topic that looms over every discussion we have moving forward, but one last time, I'll say it again, for our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, for our sponsors at Diadem Sports and Aerobar, and from all of us here at both Crack Records and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. That's the break, folks, and we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.